You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 355. You can find information on anything referenced in this episode at thejoyjunkie.com slash 355. You're listening to The Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Well, hello, beautiful girl. You ready to talk to the pod people today? I'm ready. I'm ready for the casting of the pod. That's right. Yes. Yeah, we've got we've got some good stuff on the docket for you guys today. We do. So I am going to be talking to you about loneliness Aww. and lack of motivation, mm. specifically during quarantine. Oh, uh, yeah. Because there's some shit that's coming up. There's literally disease in the air (laughs) and we're all trying to force things under our control we're trying to be business as usual and it just quite simply is not so i've got a bunch of things that i want to discuss regarding that oh that's interesting i'll be really interested to hear what you have to say yeah i a lot of it is like many of our topics here things that i've learned the hard way Mm -hmm. (laughs) right by having sort of a tight grip on control and then realizing that that's not very useful. Yeah. And we'll uh, be really curious to hear what what you all have to to think about it. But of course, before we do. Oh, uh, yeah, I know where you're going with this. You know where you know where I know, I know you where you're heading. You know where my head's at. <laughs> we we got to pass the mic to you. Let's just warm up these mics. Let's, Let's just Let's do it. I feel pretty good about this one today. I think it was creative. So, it, um, feel pretty good about what? This little segment we like to call Would you rather? Yes, we do. Wow, that was smooth. You like that? So <laughs> I meant about me. That was all planned. <laughs> that was not planned. That was not planned. All right, so, what you got? Would you rather have a little man that lives in your mouth and does all your cavity work at night for you? Okay, but it, <laughs> but what if you don't like? Because I just learned this recently from a dental dentist visit that some people are more prone to cavities like just from family of origin and sure. a, a heredity and stuff like that i'm definitely <laughs> wow. one of them you're like digging deep deep as this guy will but in what, your teeth but what if it did i ever tell you i think i can't remember let me I, finish oh sorry would you rather have a little <laughs> man that lives in your mouth and does all your cavity work at night for you or have a tiny bird that lives in your nose and personally grooms all your hair when you are when you awaken. It's, okay, so it's so you stand there like Snow White and have everybody and have the bird like. I think pit. you're thinking of Cinderella. Cinderella, yeah. Sorry. Okay, so you just kind of like, like you can stand there with your arms at a T, and yeah. then this little bird just like it lives in your nose though. Lives in your nose. Yeah. So do you feel it all the time? Is it yes. like? It, and you feel the little man in your mouth too. He's constantly moving around oh my god how do you not eat him if you're he's that good <laughs> but see okay so he only does cavities and if you though? eat him he'll just crawl back up he just creates himself again no he just crawls back up your throat if you oh yeah but what if you chew him up oh you can't chew him. oh he's, you can't he's too tiny 
<laughs> He's that <laughs> tiny? Yeah. He sleeps between your teeth. That's pretty small. Wow. Okay. I don't remember if I... <laughs> Why am I picturing uh, Will Ferrell as the old prospector? <laughs> Have you seen that one? It got cut for time, I think. I don't think it was ever in an it's episode. It's on one of the best of Will Ferrell. Oh, my God. If you guys please go to YouTube and put in Will Ferrell, old, old prospector. Old prospector. Oh, my God. It just cracks me up. I feel like if he was old prospector, though, in your teeth, he he doesn't strike me as overtly clean and sanitary. Oh, but he's cleaning your teeth, not himself. Yikes! Yeah. So he, yeah, he's. But a, it's I mean, only he's a cavity. guy. He's a he's a he's a hygienist. It's only cavities. Only cavities, yeah. So he'll he'll make sure that all your plaque is off and make sure that your cavity you're not getting any cavities. Yeah, he's that guy. But what if you your issues are something else in your teeth? Like he's not qualified. You something? would you would have to get another type of small. He would have to go person. back to school. <laughs> he would have to go back to school. <laughs> So could you like personally sponsor him and like yeah. pay for it? <laughs> Called old prospector school. Oh my god! Learn so how to do a crown. I don't know if I told this on the la- on the pod before, but <laughs> the last time I went to the dentist, my diagnosis was wait Sen- for it. Yeah, too sensitive. Well, we knew this. It's like I, I laughed so hard about that because I was having this really bad pain in my tooth, and I thought for sure there's something crazy going on with this. I'm going to need it pulled or I'm going to need root canal or I'm going to need some shit. It basically was sensitivity in the tooth and then sensitivity in my sinuses that was making the pressure hurt. Wow. And I don't know if old prospector is going to help you much on that one, but he, he will keep he, teeth clean. He can't help me with being too sensitive? No. All right. So. Okay. So now the bird though. The bird. Yes. Little tiny bird lives in your nose. But if it's so tiny, Got a I feel nest like in your nose hairs. But how fast is it? How fast is he or she? Like, or they? Is it how fast are they grooming you? Because if they're super tiny, mm, I, I guess feel depends like depends on how much hair you have. It would take a while. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that reminds me of a story. Oh no! I had a friend that I used to work with who, two friends that I used to work with in cosmetics, and they went to go get waxed. And <laughs> they were given like a quote, like here's the quote, and then the one goes in and she's like, oh. We're going to have to add more for you. This is way too much hair. (laughs) (laughs) Too hairy, too hairy. You get the deluxe. That's right. (laughs) You got to get the deluxe. You can't get the regular. No, it's going to be extra for you. That's funny. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what would I choose? Because for me, where I go is the dental stuff is – well, maybe not that expensive if you have good insurance. (laughs) Versus the grooming is the convenience. Yeah. They'll do your hair for you. Because that's huge. Trim your mustache. Um, pubes. Pubes. Armpits. Legs. You don't have to shave anymore. I don't know, though. Like, because <laughs> shave is very different than a haircut on the legs. I don't know what you're talking about. Like, hair, like hair. if you were to take, like, you know, those electric trimmers that you have yeah. for dudes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you oh, know, yeah, that's, of course, that's that's different. not a good shave. No, the, this this one will pluck all the hairs like little worms, like an epilady from the eighties, yeah. <laughs> like little worms, like a like a little nair. <laughs> Wait, so the bird goes and plucks out all your leg hair, mm-hmm. so you can have, so it just grooms no, any type of grooming you want, any type of grooming, any hair grooming. Okay. And it makes a nest with all what that hair What other type of grooming? Nose. Oh, I guess nails. 
I'm kidding. Or makeup. But it does live in your nose. Did you just say it makes a nest? Yeah, it makes a nest of all, all your plucked hair. That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a nest out of your plucked hair. Okay. There's a sentence you don't hear every day. <laughs> <laughs> this is so gross. This is the grossest podcast ever. Oh, my God. No, it's not. We have had much grosser. Would you rather? Yeah, that's true. Okay. Well, I don't know what I would pick. I... I don't know if I want to be groomed every day. I don't know. What would you pick? Oh, I'm definitely going with that. I'm definitely going with the bird. Because you're a, you're a hairy motherfucker. I'm a hairy piece of shit. <laughs> no, like I, I'm always trimming my nose hairs, ear hair. Like as I get older, I'm like, how is all this hair growing out of everywhere? <laughs> the fuck? Same. Right? Same Z's. Same girl, same? Yes. So I think having that little bird would be a much better benefit to me, especially my head. Like I got to shave my head all the time. Groom my beard. Like, I would much rather have. And I'm sure women would, too. It would seem like if someone would do the hair for them and shave for them. Like, it seems to be one of the things that takes the most time for you ladies. So Yeah, just one of the many things. One of the many things, yeah. Oh, Um, man. I don't want to get my teeth cleaned. I don't mind it. I kind of enjoy it, actually. Okay, you sold me on the bird. So I'm going bird. Okay, my question, though, is for both of them, can they be friends? Can you be friends with them? Yes, you can. Okay, I like that. Yes, you can. Thank you for that. All right, so <laughs> so because he makes up these arbitrary rules, we would love to hear what you would rather. We discuss it at length in our Facebook group. It's called the Joy Junkie After Hours Club. After hours. I'm sorry. <laughs> Look alive, Smith. Look Whoa. alive. And we have such a great time over there. It's such a great grouping of people. And I run a very tight ship, so it's not like people are just going off and promoting themselves and trying to sell, you know, protein powder or leggings or whatever. So it's it's very on point with personal development. Everyone's so encouraging and supportive. Yeah, and then it's every, fun. every month I do a bonus training in there just for the club members. And you can ask me very specific stuff about what's going on in your life and getting get some very pointed advice. So if you want to join us, I highly suggest going to thejoyjunkie.com slash club. Whoa. That redirects you right over to our little corner of Facebook. We would love to have you. Let's jump in to coping with loneliness and lack of motivation during quarantine. Let's do it. So I want to start off by reading a post that I created and shared on both Instagram and Facebook a few weeks ago. And I was noticing a theme with a lot of my students in Deep Down and Dirty, with myself, with my colleagues, with clients, where there was this push to be productive and to vote on how we've all been feeling. It's almost like, yeah, 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 all that shit is over. We're adjusting to life in quarantine or we're adjusting to COVID being a reality. And now I need to get back to to my old self as much as possible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And we're discounting a lot of other massive obstacles and roadblocks that are affecting how we feel. Uh, namely, a huge lack of motivation, people voting on why am I not churning out content for my new blog? Why am mm-hmm. I not getting into as much action around this or that or really voting on their productivity level? Hmm. Okay. <clears throat> and also feeling extremely lonely. And so we're going to talk about the tether between the two. So this is what I wrote. I wanted to start off with this. Listen. 
I don't know anyone who is thriving right now. Shit is beyond crazy. If you have been trying to operate like business as usual, you probably need to knock that shit off. It is not business as usual. Nothing is business as usual. Nothing. We are dealing with copious amounts of stress, massive civil unrest, loss of personal freedom, loss of safety, extreme changes in our work, financial, child-rearing, social lives, grappling with our white supremacy, and overall grieving our motherfucking asses off, (laughs) myself very much included. And if you tend to like to control things, well, it's likely that you've been having one hell of a time. So stop acting like it's business as usual. Give yourself extra time, extra grace. Loosen up on those expectations. Settle into some serious self-care. And sometimes that looks like journaling or talking to a therapist. And sometimes it looks like ice cream and a Netflix binge. (laughs) Now is not the time to judge yourself. You are doing the best you can. And that looks different than it did six months ago. That is okay. We are going to get through this. But right now, right now is the time for some serious ass grace. Mm. And the reason I wanted to share Mm. that and also the reason why I wanted to do this episode was because the amount of feedback I got on that post was substantial where people were just going, oh, my God, I needed to hear this so badly. And I've been really voting on myself and judging myself for lack of productivity and wondering why I'm not as motivated. And and it's that whole thing in your head where you go, I know what I need to do. Why am I not doing it? Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of reasons why. Sometimes it's because what you're wanting to do is not really in alignment with your your greatest life or it's an obligation or it's a should. Sometimes it's just the sheer fact that it's going to take effort and work. Hmm. And then sometimes it's because we're grieving, hello, and we're dealing with an emotional current that none of us have ever seen before. Right, right. We are carrying emotional loads that many of us have never had to carry before. So – I want to talk also briefly about understanding loneliness and the parallel with grief and depression. The deal with loneliness and grief is one of the major byproducts of both of those things Mm -hmm. is lack of motivation. Right. In fact, I found this great article on Healthline about healthline.com and it is about uh, chronic loneliness and the effects that it has on on your well-being. Here are some of the symptoms. Let me see if any of you may have this. (laughs) Decreased energy. Yeah. Feeling foggy or unable to focus. Insomnia, interrupted sleep or other sleep issues. Decreased appetite. Feeling of self-doubt, hopelessness, or worthlessness. Wow. Hello. That's basically exactly what we deal with in Deep Down and Dirty. This all sounds like a drug commercial. (laughs) Side effects may include (laughs) a tendency to get sick frequently, body aches and pains. This is loneliness, y'all. This is not, you know, we're not talking about stomach flu. We're talking about loneliness. This is, that's an emotional ailment. That is now manifesting these physical issues. Yeah. 
body aches and pains, feelings of anxiousness or restlessness, hello, increased shopping. I definitely did that one. Yep. Substance misuse. I think I did a little bit of that too. (laughs) Increased desire to binge watch shows or movies. A little known fact, I have been a Netflix marathon runner. Have you? Mm -hmm. Coming in with a gold medal. That's right. And then I thought this one was really fascinating too. Cravings for physical warmth, such as hot drinks, baths, or cozy clothes and blankets. Jeez, not in the South, man. It's hot as hell. It's definitely hot as hell. Yes. The first thing that I want to underline here is that all of these things are completely interconnected. We are biologically designed for connection. Right. We're social animals, yeah. Humans are social animals. Even if you look at Maslow's hierarchy of needs, one of the major human needs is a sense of belonging. Yeah. And in, you know, for primitive man, that meant if you did not belong to a grouping of people, a tribe, that meant you were going to die. Now, flash yeah. forward to where we are now. And no wonder we get fucking depressed when we aren't able to commune with people in the way that we are used to <laughs> because our lizard brain recognizes that as safety. Right. We go, I'm safer when I'm around these people. I'm safer when I am able to commune. And right now, that is dramatically compromised. Even having the energy around us when you are at a musical event, or it's not necessarily that you're connecting with each and every person, but being around the human species. There's a collective energy. Yeah, Yeah. there is an absolutely, uh, a collective energy that we have not been able to tap into for months. Now compound that if you are an extrovert and you are crawling out of your motherfucking skin. So what I want you to understand is if you are exhibiting any of those symptoms, you're normal because you're human and you want to connect with people. Now, the other piece of this is that it is in direct relation to grief. Okay. So number two, not only are many of us feeling a sense of isolation, loneliness, inability to connect with people, but we're also grieving. And grief If you've ever gone through a period of grief, whether it's a loss of a relationship, somebody passes away, you change jobs, you move locations to a different state or country, you go through a grief process. If you've gone through that, you know that you often have lack of motivation there as well. Sure. So now if we're combining the two, we've got a massive dose of two things that contribute to lack of motivation. Mm-hmm. And then here we are going, well, why, this is a perfect time to start your blog. Why aren't you doing it? Or this is a perfect time to <laughs> you know, start this new business or yeah. go back to school. or do, Why can't I focus on my studies? Because of all of this shit. Right. right. It's real. It's real. Despite being sick of it. Because we are all in that place where we are so sick of this being our reality. Right. Yeah. And that is why. We feel so down and blue and having that lack of motivation. That makes sense. So keep in mind that these two things, the loneliness element, the grief element, 
massively contribute to lack of motivation, which brings me to number three. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to link to some additional pods that we have done that reference this. Like I I did a two-part series around the real reasons why you are mad and sad. And it's all about dealing with this type of a grief. So normally we think of grief as reserved for maybe a divorce, but pretty much just for death. But we know that anytime there is a change in your daily pattern, that calls for processing. So if we think about what quarantine has given to many of us, it has been a severe lack of freedom. So we've had changes in our personal safety. We've had changes in our jobs. We've had changes in how we parent. Yeah. We've had changes in our social life. Absolutely. For many people, their financial world has been upturned. So- the idea that we could just snap out of it is pretty ludicrous. Like mm-hmm. we have to understand this. Yeah, acknowledge it. And again, if we're talking from a primitive perspective, with all of that massive grief compiled all at one time for where many people had to figure that shit out, like boom, 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 boom. What am I going to do for work? What am I going to do for childcare? Yeah. What am I going to do? I'm an extrovert. How the fuck am I going to communicate with people? What are we going to do for our birthday? What are we going to, we're going to have to cancel all these plans. Oh, Here's some massive civil unrest. Grapple with your white supremacy while you're at it. <laughs> Deal with, you know, these incredible things yeah, that carry so much. Stepping what we up. have done is we have fried our sympathetic nervous system. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was already fried before all this. It was. For most people. And then now we compounded this additional stuff with racial injustice where we're feeling another element of, I've got to fix this. That's fight or flight. Mm-hmm. I either need to jump in and save this and, and figure it out and learn my shit. I need to get into action. That's fight or flight. Figuring out what the fuck am I going to do for my kid's school. Everybody's grappling with that now, right. going, what's going to happen in the fall? Mm-hmm. People going, can I keep my business afloat? I don't know. Fight or flight nonstop. Do you know what that is? Your adrenals. So it's likely that you might have some adrenal fatigue going on. I'm certainly not the expert in that, (laughs) but I've experienced it and I'm totally experiencing it now. And from what I understand, if you you have that adrenaline, right? And you're trying to fight flight your way out of everything, you are going to fry your synapses. You're going to fry that motherboard. Absolutely. And adding more things to your plate is not the solution, which brings me to number three. Shift your goal from being hyper-motivated, aka business as usual, to a goal of rest. A lot of my perfectionists or recovering perfectionists out there are going to, that. Im- when you hear that, you are everything in your body is going to be like, fuck no. <laughs> the right. idea that we need to rest is so counterintuitive to our identity. We identify as being hyperproductive, not to mention that we have a society that glorifies busyness. It's so true. So true. I, I was thinking about that yesterday. I had a client come in. I said, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm so busy. And I'm like, really? How busy are you? Like, tell me about what your days are. And rattled it off. And I'm like really proud of how busy they were. Like a badge of honor. Yeah. And I was like, you seem pretty happy with that. Are you Are you happy in that? He's like, no, not at all. But you, you kind of sound like you are. You know, like yeah. it was this crazy kind of push pull, push pull of feeling the need to be busy but not wanting to be busy. It's the <laughs> right? same. It's the same way people uh, 
it, it, it's changed now, fortunately, because we've had so many sleep studies done, but where people be like, oh, I sleep like four hours a night. Yeah. And I'm like, you're killing your body. (laughs) We can survive longer without food and water than we can without sleep. It's not a badge of honor to be busy all the time. It's not a badge of honor to be overproducing and not allowing yourself the space to grieve. The antithesis of sympathetic nervous system is parasympathetic. That's right. And I heard it referred to as rest and digest. Rest and digest. I like that. I've also heard it tend and befriend, but I really like rest and digest. Mm -hmm. It's time to not check off all the fucking boxes. So for me, what that looked like is saying, you know what? I'm going to focus on my self-care, on my mental health, on meeting with my hypnotherapist, meeting with my coach, making sure I'm connecting with my masterminds, making sure that I'm doing the things that genuinely light my spirit on fire, not just look good on paper. Like, oh, let's try to make Q3 this look like this and Q4 and let's hire new people and let's start new programs. And no, it's not the time for that. So it the way it looked for me was giving myself permission to not take any more massive action in 2020. Because I need it. I cannot keep frying my my circuit board like right. that. Yeah, that's good. So what would that look like for you? To stop judging yourself from the standpoint of what I need is to be motivated. How do I get motivated? And that is the wrong question to ask. You have to say, how do I get refueled? Hmm. How can I rest? Yeah, yeah. How can I digest this massive amount of grief that I'm contending with? Right. That's the that's the question to ask. You're asking the wrong question right now. Now, being motivated, yeah, let's knock ourselves out. I don't think it's the time right now. From what I've been able to surmise, talking to everybody that I'm talking to, people who have never sought therapy before, searching out therapy, people who have always kind of had their shit together and always checked off the boxes are crumbling. Yeah. Because we're up against a monster that we have never dealt with before. Yeah. And we cannot keep acting like it is business as usual because it is not. I know. All right. Number four. Start using an and statement. Hmm. And this is something. Tell me more about this. Tell me more. (laughs) I love using this. An and statement is when you have, at least this is how I use it in my work, where you have two opposing ideas. Okay. So for example, I have a strong pull to be productive or I've always identified with being productive mm-hmm. and I know rest is being called for. Nice. I'm super uncomfortable right now and I'm committed to taking care of myself. Right. And you, That's great. <laughs> you want to group it where the positive, more powerful statement is so on at the end. At the end. Gotcha. I, I've used this for students where they're not happy necessarily with their job or they're not happy where their body is. Mm. And they can say, although I would like my circumstances to be different, I am committed to loving who I am now. Yeah. It's, that's the, great. it's those things that we don't think can coexist. You can mm-hmm. say, this is not my ideal. Right. This is so fucking painful. And I choose me, I choose self care. That's great. That's great. What was the first example you gave in that and? My instinct is to be super productive or mm, I would. my ideal is to be super productive. And I know it's rest that's being called for. 
I use that one. I don't even realize I'm using it. But I say I'm a very productive person. And because I rest, I am that person. Right. Right. Because I rest, I get to be that productive person. Right. Right. They they go together. Right. It's like it's like stopping to refuel. Right. <clears throat> That's exactly right. Just like um, you would have to refuel on a road trip. Exactly. <laughs> right. Your car's going to run out of gas. Same reason we refuel. need to sleep. That's like right. all of all of the things. And then now we have layered on loneliness yeah, and grief, right. which are different levels for different people. Sure. And we're getting wiped out and then we're getting mad at ourselves. Or we're getting mad at the television. Right. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, exactly. We're channeling our energy in a way that's not productive. Right, right. So start working with those and statements. Start looking at how can I loosen up my expectations for myself, which actually leads me to number five. Loosen up expectations, goals, and deadlines. Okay. For me, what that looks like is I was really hoping to finish up my book proposal this year. I don't know if it's going to happen, and I am not about to carry a bunch of guilt and blame and sadness mm -hmm. about it. Yeah. I can't. I'm already grieving so much and carrying so much a lot going on, yeah. that I'm, I'm just not willing to start being mean to myself on top of it. And this is something that we've been talking about a lot in Deep Down and Dirty, which is my, you know, my core signature program. It is? Tell me more about that program. It's, <laughs> it is the, it's currently the only way that I work with clients because I got really clear a few years ago that I, I didn't want to dabble. I didn't want a bunch of band-aids. I wanted to work in massive transformation for people where if you were struggling with people-pleasing, perfectionism, a tight grip on control and chronically feeling not enough, this idea of I'm not worthy, I'm not valuable, and you wanted to get to a place where you could establish boundaries, you could believe in yourself, you could have confidence, I wanted a transformational experience for people. Hmm. And that is exactly what Deep Down and Dirty is. Right. So if you've gotten support from the pod and you get little nuggets here, it's seriously, it's like having... Having a couple peanuts at the bar is kind of what the pot is like. Com that sounds so bad right now during this Which time. is gross, which I don't advocate even in normal times. Even in normal times, exactly. But deep down and dirty is like having a seven-course meal. It's it, plus, plus dessert, plus coffee and drinks, plus meeting in the cigar lounge afterwards. Like it's – it is – Comprehensive. Incredibly transformative. And yeah. the most common thing that people say coming into it is – I just want to believe that I am enough and I just want to be happy. And yeah. they come out of it saying, I, I totally believe in my worth. I, it, it, most people cry and, you know, say is that like, <laughs> I can't believe that this change is possible for me. Most people think they're uniquely broken and that yeah. they can't do it. It's true. And it's amazing. And it's like clockwork. You put in the effort, you work with a lot of the systems and processes that I've laid out in the curriculum, we do have a hypnosis element that helps to work with rerouting the subconscious mind. Beautiful. That leads to you being a fucking badass. Yes. So anyway, I could go on and on. If you're interested in Deep Down and Dirty, go to thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. It will also be in the show notes. I've put together a online masterclass for you. 
have a pen and paper. That will give you a much clearer understanding of the work that I do, what Deep Down and Dirty is all about. And then at the very end, you'll have an opportunity to book a complimentary call with a member of my team to discuss it further. See if it's nice. it's right for you. So again, thejoyjunkie.com slash workshop. That's your first place to start. Okay, so number five, we're loosening up on that those expectations, those goals, those deadlines. I decided I'm not making any massive changes to my business, to anything that I'm offering until 2021. I'm not even, I'm not putting that on my plate. That yeah. was loosening up expectations, letting go of the book proposal, letting go of expectations. I said, I want to finish the certifications that I have in the pipeline right now because doing those certifications are chill for me. I just, right. I'm watching stuff online. It doesn't take a ton of manpower and energy and brain power. Yeah. So look at what are you stacking on your plate right now? Like it's business as usual when it's not. And you can also employ my favorite, one of my favorite acronyms of POD, P-O-D, postpone, omit, delegate. I like are, it. are there things you can put off? Are there things you can omit altogether? And then are there things that you can actually delegate to get some of this shit off your plate? Or delete. Yeah. Right. But the, that would be omit. But, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. But loosening up on those expectations, I think, is a lot more about our internal expectations of ourselves, especially because I deal with so many recovering perfectionists. Usually everyone in our family is saying, you overwork, you're taking too much on, you need to take a break. Yeah. And we're the ones saying, no, these are the expectations. This is how high the bar needs to be. And we're, mm -hmm. and we're killing ourselves. We're, we're frying that synapse, right? All right. And then finally, number six, connect with things that bring you fulfillment. This can be a whole myriad of things, but this is, is starting to work with that loneliness element. The people who you are in quarantine with, touch them. Try to have prolonged hugs. Hmm. With your partner, hold hands while you watch TV. Go for some of those things that this was talking about. Physical warmth, like those hot drinks or taking nice baths or having an agreement with your best friend where you get on Zoom and you say, these are all of my favorite memories with you or these are all of the things that I appreciate about you. Heighten that intimacy level. That's cool. That's an incredible antidote to loneliness. Absolutely. It can also be about going, dealing with things that also bring you fulfillment, like creativity, getting your hands into crafts, starting a garden, being outside, communing with nature, setting up uh, walk dates with your friends where you're all six feet apart or whatever, but you're walking and able to connect. Hmm. We have to do it differently. In order to stay safe right now, we have to do it differently. For sure. But we don't have to throw in the towel. We do need to be graceful, though. And that starts with letting go of our expectations, acknowledging that we're in a lonely period, acknowledging we're in a grief period, and not just pretending like it's business as usual. Sure. It's just not working. It's not working, everybody out there with burnout, adrenal fatigue, thyroid <laughs> issues, and, you know autoimmune issues, it's not fucking working. Right. It wasn't working before. And then we compound it. Right. Yeah. So, and of course, everybody's level is different. I was already grappling with adrenal fatigue and health issues prior. And I've had to just realize, you know, I'm taking 
I'm taking a social justice class that meets on Sundays. It's amazing. And it's three hours in length. And I don't do jack shit after that. <laughs> I am taken out. Yeah, right. That's I mean, a lot. talk about white fragility. I am fragile as fuck. <laughs> and I've learned like, okay, from the social justice aspect, I can be bolstered. Right. I cannot be quite as fragile. But as far as my emotional health, my mental health, I'm fragile right now. And that's nothing compared to BIPOC and, you know, persons of color, our black community. Right. So no matter where you're at, it's going to be relative to what you've experienced before. Right. So yeah. if you've never had your arm cut off, you know, and now we're dealing with our arm cut off, this is the worst it's been. Right. Right, 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 right. This is the worst that it's been. And we so, still want that arm to be there. Right. And we right. still want to do cartwheels and we still <laughs> want to fucking reorganize the garage and all this other stuff. So please acknowledge where you're at. Everybody's journey is different. But like I said in that post, I don't know one person who's thriving. Yeah. Not one. Yeah. Myself very much included. You're probably the closest. Really? <laughs> I, you know what? I, I, I don't. I'm pretty level. Most You're a time. very grounded level human. Very grounded period. level human, but even uh, it's affecting me too. I mean, I'm sick of wearing masks and sick of cleaning my office at between patients every. I'm sick of not hour. hugging people. I'm sick of not being able to go see people that I really love. Yeah. And connect with and love their hugs. Yeah. I, I'm tired of all that stuff. So I'm with you, man. I'm. I, I definitely feel it. Yeah. I just don't show it as much as you show it. I'm a lot more demonstrative. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if we're talking about like attachment styles, if anyone's familiar with that, I have the tendency to be more of an anxious attachment style. <laughs> you are not that. You're a secure attachment style where okay. you're just pretty much smooth sailing. I've, I feel like I've turned the corner into more of a secure because of our relationship and because of what you nurture. But my... My roots are in anxiety, baby. <laughs> yes, they are. So that means, y'all, extra special care. And so one of the things that I've noticed is if I need to take naps, I need to take naps. If I need to cancel appointments, I cancel appointments. If I need to be a little bit more indulgent and watch a little too much TV or, you know, end my social justice class and not spring right into fucking action and donate and make a bunch of calls, yeah, that's okay yeah. because I'm not going to do any good in this world if I'm depleted. Right. Same is true for you, my friend. You are not exempt. Listen to me. You are not exempt. You don't get to tap out of the grief. Even what you were talking about, like, I'm sick of this. I'm sick. All of that's grief. That's anger. That's one of the major pieces of grieving. Absolutely. All right. So all of the additional resources that we've talked about today can be found in the show notes. I'm going to link to another loneliness pod that I did and another and the grief pods, like I mentioned, of course, the workshop. And I hang out the most on social media on Instagram, like any good Gen Xer. What's, uh, your, what's your handle? Uh, at the Joy Junkie. And kudos to you for knowing handle, baby. <laughs> Super proud of you. All right, loves. So I'm hoping that this has been helpful for you and just just an acknowledgement of, of where we're really at. And I'm sending you so very much love. Take some time to rest. Anything else you wanted to throw in the mix? Hmm. I don't think so. Okay. 
Cool. All right. So we will see you around these parts next week. Here's to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Ms. Smith, out. Out.